And a pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Put It Book Show. I am Steve, as always. Let's see if I can get this right. There we go. Joe over there, right there. Joey. Keith right beneath me. And right in that corner. Oops. I got to get in front of the microphone so my fingers don't wear out. Rodriguez. They put me in the down corner. There. They, they put, put you me in the, in the corner. <laughs> well, everybody's going to be a corner. In your head, right? Ah. You know what I'm bouncing. <laughs> uh, Keith, careful. Keith is going to get jealous from last week. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that's nice. But yeah. All right. So, uh, so we're going to talk through some things here uh, today again. Uh, back in Coronaville, uh, we have some stuff to talk about, some stuff that we have to reach for. Uh, Keith will be back, I'm sure. And um, so first, we're going to get started off with some of the things that we've heard this week about a potential plan to get back on the field. Uh, and then we're going to go through some uh, talk of some pitchers, past and present. And then we're going to go down a list. For those of you who remember from a couple of years ago, we went through and we voted on who we thought was the best player, Mets best player at each position. And um, it was best two out of three, basically. Uh, most... We agreed on best two out of three, one, I think two positions maybe. Uh, but we're going to get to that because this week with, again, everybody right reaching. Times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, with everybody reaching to, to, to grab content and whatnot, uh, CBS slash SNY did their own um, top met at every position. So we're going to compare ourselves to them. Uh, one is a little laughable but i'm going to read out the reasoning why um rodriguez i, I mean all of us are going to be like what at one position all right but with that i hand it over to the very capable hands or mouth of keith keith uh to discuss <laughs> Sorry. it had to come out somehow <laughs> uh, to, to talk through some brooklyn water coffee as I share the show out. Hit it, Keith. Speaking of mouth and coming in your mouth, Brooklyn Water Coffee Roast is bursting flavor right in your mouth. All their wonderful flavors, such as dark roast, dark chocolate, and it is a rich chocolate flavor, uh, delicious coffee, and it has how many calories? Seto. I, I like to make them do two things. Then is the <laughs> Jacked Up Cupcake. Uh, Jacked Up Cupcake is a part of the high energy line, 50% more caffeine in the Jacked Up Cupcake, which is also what we like to call Oh, damn, I knew I'd get it wrong. Rodriguez. Um, <laughs> uh, and there's several other high-energy lines. There's several other flavors, such as uh, Drunken Pig. And don't worry, only the finest of animals are harmed in the making of this delicious treat. Actually, no animals. But this one also has how many calories, Faraji? Seto. Um, I, I strictly drink Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. Right now, I'm working through my bag of Morning Wood and getting over to my bag of Drunken Pig. Uh, I suggest you check it out now. And as a matter of fact, when you do, just buy a second bag and put it in the code. That worked out like phenomenally. That was great. <laughs> put put in the code. Is it stay home? Stay home. Stay home. Put in the code. Stay home. Yes. <laughs> Uh, put in the code stay home and you'll get your third bag free, but you do have to still buy two. Uh, they're still delivering, uh, guaranteed to ship within 24 hours of, of its roast date. 
brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com. Go there now. I keep stalling because I see Farachi still over there. and He's still typing away. He's so busy looking. Busy. No, looking. no, no. You know what's funny is uh, you, that uh, that group that just hates hates me for sharing stuff out because the internet's not big enough for all of us. Uh, I think it was Mets Forevermore or something like that. I don't see them on my list. I think they they took me off the group. I think they, yeah, they probably. Said, you know what? You can share this shit out. Get out. You're out. <laughs> they warned you only like twenty two times. They did. You remember what? I, I should show that to you guys. What what the the leader of that group said. I'll, maybe next week I'll I'll show you guys. He said this is my decision and uh, that's final. Like yeah, oh, I think yeah. he showed that. Vincent Man. <laughs> so that happened. Oh man. All right. So let's get to. Um, I mean. This is a story that we've been waiting to hear, and we've been trying to, you know, we've been waiting patiently. We were watching, you know, Joe was texting yesterday about uh, they were doing a live uh, game from MLB The Show with uh, Gary, Keith, and Ron doing it great. live. And did you see that it made headlines on ESPN because of what uh, Gary said about, you know, with the the crowd noise so low, you can you wouldn't be able to make out uh, a banging of the garbage can. <laughs> so on ESPN, it says Mets announcer calls out <laughs> the Astros cheaters. They made, um, made a bunch of funny comments yesterday. Yeah, yeah it, I it was say that the 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 fan comments during the broadcast were literally every time the Astros were up, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, it, was know, it was great a recurring oh, wow. theme <laughs> yeah and all right cheers. so cheers uh, oh cheers oh do you know do you know no, i was saying it's, cheaters but cheers oh oh, oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> hey sorry we're whiskey cheers, on the no. raid cheers to the cheaters That's cheers, what gonna cheers get to the cheaters it. i want to double check something before i say something here um because you know you i never it? like to be wrong you said you want a double dutch uh, no, not today. Not today. I like, um, to, see that. I like to see you double dutch. I happy probably, birthday. I like, see, I like to see Keith and Joe double dutch. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, uh, that never worked out for me. Never, uh, yeah, no. but never speaking, speaking of cheers, happy birthday goes out to the kid, Gary Carter's birthday today. So, happy birthday, kid. raise, give a thumbs up, raise whatever it is that you're drinking. 66. Yes. Wow. He would be a manager right now. You know that, right? Yeah, he would. You know he'd be a manager. For sure. For for sure. Especially the spew of hiring that's been the last five to seven years. He campaigned for it. He wanted to be the manager. He kept saying it. I think somebody had a problem with him. One One of the previous managers had a problem with him. He was trying to get the job. Who? Which one? Somebody had a problem with him trying to get the job. They they were saying that he was just being too too out there, saying that he wanted to be the manager. I think so somebody was still in power. Card right. manager. All right. Look. So uh, it's probably Whitey Herzog <laughs> Gary, pulling some MLB strings to screw over Gary Carter. Yeah. Right. Uh, so Herzog, yeah. Why not? Jeff Passan uh, from ESPN, he's a senior uh, ESPN baseball guy, uh, made the rounds um, a couple days ago on all the ESPN shows. So there's a few different podcasts I listen to. I listen to the uh, the ESPN Daily, which is like a 20-minute podcast of the 
biggest news of the day from ESPN. Uh, then I tried to listen to the Baseball Tonight podcast. He was there too. I listened to Dan Levitard. He was on there too. This is this is the uh, this is the news. You know, what a uh, life, buddy. Right? He's, he's all over the place. Yeah. Well, at least he's busy, right? So anyway, so uh, news came out that MLB has been working with uh, Senator for Disease Control and various other organizations about what can they do to get baseball back. Um, a lot of people were calling it a done deal that the season was going to be canceled uh, and whatnot. So here's the potential. Uh, and it is baseball coming back at some point in May. I would say later part of May. Um, and it would be all in Arizona, like a bubble. Uh, and it would be 10 to 12 different stadiums being used. Um, not sure how they would how they would come up with a with a number of games played, but the the talk is there are going to be days where the du- there's double headers that would be a potential for seven inning games uh, for for both ends of a double header. Uh, no mound visits. A uh, lot more use of. Um, I know Rodriguez loves this, but the potential to implement an electronic strike zone. So that the umpire can stand six feet away from, oh my God. you know, six feet back, uh, and players instead of congregating in the dugout would be in the stands, six feet apart. Batter is still going to be closer than six feet to the catcher. Yes. Wow. Base runner is still going to be closer than six feet to a baseman. I yeah. don't know. There's a lot of tags. problems. Yeah, no, no, there's, no. That's- there's a lot of problems with this, and I, I think you know. For, first of all, they, they were t- when they were talking about the times, because first thing that jumps into my mind outside of Chase Field, which has a dome, it's 120 degrees in Phoenix <laughs> in in the summertime. So yeah, you'd have to play all evening games. They talked about 9 a.m. games. They talked about evening games. Oh my god! And so then they brought on. Uh, uh, Jeff Passan had done an interview with. Hold on, I have the name now. Uh, Dan Straley, Dan Straley, former major league pitcher, average major league pitcher. He's like 44 and 40 ERA 4.4 or something like that. He pitched for the Orioles, the Marlins, the Cubs, but now he's over in South Korea, uh, pitching because he was a mediocre pitcher. So he's over in South Korea. And so there's the poor guy. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You play for the Orioles. (laughs) Sorry. Mediocre doesn't mean bad. Now he's in Korea. Because he's he's a comedian. Comedian. <laughs> I mean, come on. We all know what you meant. Yes. You sorry. 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 <laughs> um, so they're starting inch, uh, uh, um, intra-team games right now. Uh, most, if not all, the players are wearing masks. Um, wow. They talked about how you know South Korea has come back from this coronavirus thing, uh, and it was mostly because they they. They weren't playing about things. You know, they were on lockdown. If you had to get to a bank and you were not like some of the players went over there and immediately had to go get money, but you walked into a bank and you weren't wearing a mask, you got to go. Supermarkets, you got to wear masks, got to wear the you know gloves and everything. So they're going to be starting potentially. Uh, right now the date is May fifth, so they're going to be starting on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, that's their opening day. Now. Clearly, there's differences, right? There's only there's only ten teams there, whereas there's thirty teams in in, in baseball. 
Um, they don't have to worry as much about the traveling thing there. Their curve is there now. Um, so let's hear. Let's let's hear it. What? What? I want baseball back. And if it's if they're working with the Center for Disease Control and they think it's safe, I'm all for it. You know, we're wa- we're watching either old games right now or we're watching video game games. That's that's what baseball is for us right now. So I know Rodriguez, you're the purest of the pure fan of baseball, and I I see that you you know you already got I know I know that you're already upset about the um, the strike zone, but if this was like a one off scenario, more uh, supposedly more teams making the playoffs just because of the craziness of how the season is going to go, what do you think? Listen, like you said, I'm pure baseball, 100%. Um, But we're in a very bad time right now. I mean, Korea is doing their thing. There's a a lot less people in in South Korea than there are in America. There's a lot less teams to contend with in in a baseball season. I mean, they're working with a whole different set of rules, you know, scaled down set of rules. I mean, we're in a pandemic right now. Is it is baseball? I know we love baseball. I love baseball. It's not worth people's lives. It's not worth how messed up the game is going to become just trying to get in the games. Because the only reason this is being done is for the money. Okay? So that's 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 sold already. You're only doing it for the money. You're not doing it for the baseball purist. Because if if you're doing it for the baseball purist, you could wait till June. You can get a hundred games in if you start up in June. Mid uh, mid June, give them a couple of weeks to get in shape. Expand the rosters to thirty guys. Bring up more guys. That doesn't. That is part of it. That doesn't change the game that much. Um, limit the mound visits. Sure, why not? Uh, that that's fine. Speed the game up a little bit. Um, the more guys you have on a team, uh, the more guys that'll be fresh. The the more double headers you can play during the season. Because nowadays everybody seems to break a pinky toe whenever they walk across uh, across a diamond or something. Uh, but you can get in a hundred games. A hundred games is a fair amount of games to know if you're good or bad. I mean, For I sure. mean, let's be honest. The, the, the Rangers or the or the Mariners are not going to be the greatest team. Well, they, they're they're on the way up. But let's say the real bad teams are not, are not going to win seventy percent of the hundred games. So you're gonna the cream's going to rise to the top, and you you start your playoffs on time. You just got to play double headers, and uh, but start, but worry about people's health a little bit more than the money. This May uh, initiative is a little aggressive, using umpires, using uh, uh, digital umpires to record a game, to, to to call a game while an umpire stands to the side. I mean, eh, no, play baseball. Why why are you gonna turn a game that's a beautiful game, in my opinion, into just a fast money? hungry game for the rich guys that want to make all the bucks and the and the guys that want to get paid and all that stuff make be cautious on the side of what's going on right now in the world but you can start the games in july mid-june early july and still get about 100 in it'll still be a good season all right keith what do you think he's a crow Um, (laughs) yeah it's, it's like when uh Chris Moltisanti got made. Uh, so here's the thing, to Rodriguez's point, right? May's a little early. Now, if you're going to talk about, hey, in June, we're going to start doing some exhibition games and put that bubble in place and separate the players as much as possible initially, I get that. I think, honestly, and my 
my head and when all this really started weighing down the, the COVID-19 and the lockdown, uh, I was imagining a all-star, obviously there wouldn't be an all-star game, but an all-star break start, like a half a season, an 82-game season to a 90-something, 100-game season. Um, Fine. That way we're stretching it out and, and maybe stretch the season this one year into November a little bit if we needed to add some games for the playoffs and things like that right before um, right before giving push it out uh, safety is first like Rodriguez says we say hey you know let, let me get out there may we're playing games we're playing in a bubble here you go fans be happy no you know truthfully it's not about people being happy people being healthy and I think a, a July start um, maybe even late July start push it back a little bit, get 82 mm-hmm. games in, uh, would be, uh, w- once we get to that point to take the temperature of the nation, the temperature of where we are in, in terms of this COVID-19, if we're still in a uh, pandemic and, uh, you know, there's some serious contagious stuff flying around, then we need to put a halt on that. Even, uh, I, I think, I think all this needs to be fluid right now. We, we can't set anything in stone, but from where we're sitting now, if everybody remains doing what they're supposed to be doing, stay the F home and we, we bend the curve and all that other terminology, we can hit a July date. But May might be a little early. And that whole nonsense with sitting six feet apart and the players sitting in the stands, that, that's a bit much. You know, I get the separation of players. If what we need to do, that's what we need to do. But what I had mentioned earlier, you go to first base. What are we going to do? Virtual tags at plate? Here's the play at the plate. They run six feet off. Oh, but he's stretching. Out and he's out. You know, you can't do that. It's not a contact sport to the point of football, but it is a contact sport. You got to play around each other. You're going to be sharing droplets, folks. It is what it is. Okay. Um, you know, if you're going to no, no isolate. Fans. Yeah, no, right, no, fans. That, yeah, no, yeah, no fans. fans. <clears throat> you know, maybe playoff time. You can remeasure that and, and see if you do a limited capacity fan base, um, depending on the temperature of where we are with this COVID-19 situation. But I would say no until we deem yes, not maybe or any other questionable thing. There's no, we'll see how it goes. And that's that. Okay. Joe, what you got? First of all, I'll watch games even without a crowd there. I know it's not the same, but I'll watch a game even without the crowd noise. That still would be enjoyable for me, A. B, both of you guys point about, being safe, six foot bubble. Look, they have a 15 minute test they give anybody that's going to be around President Trump right now. You're going to tell me Why? that in the next 30 to 60 days, that's not going to be available, at least regardless of how expensive they, they were able to test an entire NBA team before the pandemic even broke. So I would think it's possible to test every single player before the game. Get every player, every umpire tested before the game. You're positive, you're out. You're in, then there's no – you play your regular game. You have the ump over catcher. You have, you have your regular game. I mean, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to have those tests available in the next 60 days, you know? Um May, yeah, maybe a little early. Maybe May would be good to get the teams into Arizona and start warming up, have a little week or two of spring training, uh, let everybody loosen up and get uh, back on the beam. June, mid-June start the games, 100 games, absolutely. Even with no fans in attendance. And maybe by the time playoffs come around, 
maybe it's safe enough for fans. Maybe we have the 15 minute test that you want to get into a stadium. You have to show, you know, positive, a negative test from the last 24 hours, you know, um, <laughs> there'll still be lines of people waiting to get into a game. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, no, I say yes to any baseball we can get. Um, I don't want to dilute the game by changing it with an electronic ump and six foot distancing that. Yeah. But, let the let them get together and play. I think everybody needs that. Them and us. Yeah, and to and to Joe's point, that 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 I believe that's part of the plan. Also, um, uh, like everybody would be in the bubble. Hotel workers. It's all one. It's like baseball city. Let's call it. You know, for argument's sake. Like biodome. Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just get the just get the dome from uh, Black Panther. We're there all go. good. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it uh, get everybody but, in but, the tested and then everybody behaves yeah. normally yeah yeah temperature normally. checks all that all that stuff uh would be part of it and you know i as long as it's baseball i'm okay and if it, if, this, if it's the center for disease control is saying that it's okay then whom whom i gotta argue with that logic not anybody <laughs> else's logic that may or may not be in a leadership role um so here, here's here's one other point that that he made, um, and actually it might have been Dan Lebitard that made this point, and it was that uh, baseball is is whether we like it or not, baseball is behind the eight ball right now when it comes to uh, ratings and and whatnot compared to the NBA and the NFL, just because that that's what it is, and it's become more of a regional sport than a national sport, and this this would be you know if it's healthy enough. This would be the time for it's only baseball. Baseball is that's it. They don't have to compete about uh, against basketball. They don't have to compete against football. This is its time to shine, so to speak. And and then this is another part that you guys won't like. Your purists, uh, mic'd up players would be more uh, more available. So th- those those two things. I didn't. I didn't. I don't mind either one of those two things. Uh, so it's not a big impact for me. I know for you guys down beneath me, um, just positioned on the screen. Um, but I know for you guys, Keith and and Rodriguez, you really didn't want too much of the um, robot or, or the strike zone or the uh, mic'd up players. Um, no the strike zone. I'm for the mic'd up player. I wasn't. Oh, okay. My my, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Robot so I'm I'm all for the the strike zone. Ah, oh, figures. Hey, fair is fair. At, at, a, at a minimum capacity, I like the uh, aspect of because I, I understand the needs an injection of excitement and fan engagement. So I like the microphone and the mic'd up fan, uh, players in that aspect. But I, I think if that it, if it's done, it's a bit. You know, I think it should be a special thing. You add it once in a while, All Star games. Um, you know, uh, it's 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 too much. I, I don't think I think it's too much of a distraction if you do it consistently i think what you're saying right there just finish it off right there. It's too much of a distraction it's a distraction for the player forget about the, for, forget about the fan watching a game and the guys trying to talk to you while you're trying no, for to us it's cool i freaking form. loved it yeah i loved it but you know? i don't want my players getting all their but are, you, are you but are you calling baseball players um not as oh, intelligent as 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 football players basketball players but but football players aren't having conversations. No, they don't. Yeah, they are they're different. 
they're, they're up calling and they're plays yelling. out. They're yelling on the field and they're talking right play, play calling. They're not sitting there having a conversation. Or, I'm going to no, swing no, us up right now. Oh, you got this. You got this. It's it's different. It's a no, different no, no, no. It wouldn't. It would. It hold on. Let, let, so let me clarify it then. It's no longer announcer talking to the player. It's just that's mic'd I, up. Okay, and that was my no, issue. No, that's different. I, yeah. It's just like having a wristband. Right. But you're right. going exactly. to get a bunch of F-words. I mean, I was going to... But, but, but about they'll record it. It, it, it won't, won't be live. It won't won't be live. Uh, it'll be delayed. Stuff. It'll be recorded and then played back. Okay. That's Listen fine. To that. That's the guy playing, right? Yeah. Picture this. Yeah. Picture it. Sicily. Uh, so, uh, Twib Notes. Everybody who's a baseball fan, my age over and a little younger, knows what Twib Notes are. It was something we looked forward to. It, we are the guys who read the newspaper back to front every morning because we want to see the stats. We read all the box scores. Now everything's instant, instant, instant. And on Saturdays, we had this thing called This Week in Baseball where they kind of went through the league and gave all the highlights and funny stuff and, you know, uh, showed a little bit of the spirit and character of each player. Ozzy Smith, big back then, Gary Carter, Darryl Strawberry, uh, Lenny Dykstra, Matt's. But what we can do in that case is, I'm having a, a two-way conversation with another player or the booth. You mic it up, you edit it up, you do you do an hour-long show once a week, and you kind of bring that aspect back. Uh, so because we there's so much instant information, nobody's going to be interested in something like the old school this week in baseball. But an inside scoop on the players' thoughts, their reactions, and what they're saying during actual game play. The MLB Network do a whole right. show on it every right. week. That's, so that would that would be cool. That'll work. And I just I probably just spilled like a beautiful idea out there, and somebody's gonna steal it, and I get nothing Stolen. out of it. Done. So all right. So let, let, let's let's move to the next uh, topic real quick. We can get back to this if if anybody else has to has uh, any more insight. But we only have Joe uh, for another five minutes or so. So I wanted to run down real quick. Please don't go. <laughs> run wanted to run down real quick what we did a couple of years ago was we did uh you know best met at each position uh and we had our team out and then this past week with the lack of content out there cbs slash sny did their own so we wanted to match up uh what we did a couple of years ago to what they did uh this week so joe i know it's a five minute thing um and you've had little to no time to prepare for this uh, but rap, maybe rapid fire, maybe a couple of seconds here and there if you need to think about it, but I don't want to waste all your time. Uh, right, so you have your list up and ready. I have it up. Uh, so, uh, let's go, let's start off with first base and go. Do, do you have the, do you have the grid? I put, you put it up? I do, but I do, but I don't want to sway Joe okay. at all. Um, okay. That's Carlos Delgado. Carlos Delgado for Joe. All right. Uh, second base. Felix Millan. Felix Millan. Third base. Ah, it's a tough one. Um, Crane pull. Crane pull. Uh, shortstop. Reyes. Left field. <laughs> Butchowski. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let me let me get back to left field. Let me get back to left field. Okay, center field. Tommy Agee. Tommy Agee. Uh, right field. Eighteen. 
Daryl. Uh, starting pitcher. Just one. Yeah, we did. We did top. We did number one. That's tough. It's got to be Siva. And uh, what about closer? Relief pitcher. Yeah. You know, my heart says John Franco, but it really probably should be a Roscoe. Okay. I, I, I got to say, I don't disagree with anything Joe said, but his approach and thought is way different than most of ours. Well, he, he like, we had a week to think about cool. it from, you know, week to week. Yeah, Joe's like, boom, 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 boom. That's true. And, and, and if I Catcher. had some time to look at the list of I have no issue. I have no issue with you picked. You know, it's just yeah, so different. I mean, it's cool. I just that's feels me on first name that comes to mind. The most memorable second baseman I can remember. Catcher is always going to be Piazza. That's not. I mean, I know Carter is in our hearts, but Piazza has the special place in my heart. So yeah. All right. So n- now, now let's let's share this real quick. Middle reliever, Turk Wendell. Turk Wendell. We didn't. I don't think we did that one. Uh, but oh, okay. Turk Wendell. <laughs> The bone necklace. How do you not love him? You gotta love him, man. Let's bring. He's a nut job. Let's bring up uh, ours. Let me get this out of the way here. Seaver, Seaver. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, so let, let's uh, one by one here. So Tom Seaver was our guy. It's their guy also. Uh, Gary Carter was our guy. I did vote for Piazza. Just want to throw that out there. So did in a poll we did seventy five percent of fans voted for Piazza. Uh, CBS Sports says Piazza. I wish I had you back then, Joe. <laughs> uh, for first base, Keith Hernandez, uh, both us and CBS Sports. Second base was Fonzie, uh, both sides. Captain David Wright at third base for both sides. Uh, shortstop. How is Johnson at shortstop? So, Who thinks so of him look. as a shortstop? He did play there, but. He played He's there. Really, so look, so I believe that the guy who wrote this and, is an idiot. Uh, it's uh, his name is Matt Snyder. I believe he's got an issue with Reyes, but he did not spell it out. All he said was Jose Reyes, not on my team. That's and then, exactly what I said. You're right. Yeah, yeah and then oh, it, it's the oh, wait, hold on. I uh, if, if there's a link next to it, and it's it's part of the not my team, and it was because of the domestic violence thing. Okay. This is more of a baseball thing, but whatever. So uh, he, he wrote, you know, who spent some time at shortstop? Howard Johnson. I, I, I know he he actually played very well at shortstop in 1991. He, uh, he finished fifth in the MVP voting. Uh, he led the National League in home runs and RBIs, uh, and he played 28 games at shortstop. I take Ordonez then. If I can't have Because he played more in, short, more in shortstop, right? I, 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 don't, I don't agree with it. But I like having Hojo on the list. <laughs> but yeah, uh, my, really I mean, to me, if the, if the captain wasn't the captain, Hojo's oh. solid lockdown Hojo's third base. Choice, yeah. Ca- yeah. Hojo's up his rear end in that choice, but captain is you know clear favorite. But it's it's close to one A, but he's two. Hojo yeah. is amazing. I love Hojo. He was my favorite Met for years. My mom's favorite Met too. I have a, I have a shirt Hojo's uh, face on it. Uh, left yeah. field was Kevin McReynolds for us. Cleon Jones for CBS. Centerfield, uh, Rodriguez's favorite Met of all time, Carlos Beltran. I love right that field. Beltran didn't even come into my mind. I love <laughs> <He did>. it. <laughs> I wish I wish I could say the same. I love it. Didn't even come into my mind. Not even in there. The same, bro. 
All right, and then uh, Strawberry and right, and then uh, Johnny Franco um, at reliever. So, uh, so that that's that that's how that went. Um, it, I wanted to, you know, the Howard Johnson thing threw me off uh, for a second, but now I see. Okay, whatever. Um, but it, I mean, I respect that. I, respect I mean, I, I, I respect what he said, but but when it comes to strictly, this is the best met at every position. I don't care if somebody committed murder. He's a Hall of Famer, and he, you know, mm-hmm. you know, forty home runs a year. He's going to be the top Met of all time, like it or not. We had is, a, your, you know, is your favorite left or right fielder of all time Barry Bonds? No. Oh, but no. look at his stats. But he cheated. But, uh, domestic violence didn't oh, help. So because he, steroids, steroids is a worse offense than beating your wife. No, but steroids not, help help you, you play baseball. I'm just messing with you, but I'm just saying, you know, it's just, it's his opinion. I respect whatever, you know, Joe, I don't agree with it, but I respect it. Joe, you got to head out? Yeah, I do. I got to head All out, right. guys. Joe, Appreciate you me, joining buddy. us, buddy. Be All safe. Right, man. Let's go Mets. Let's go, go Mets, Joey. baby. All right. <laughs> Joe, oops. There we go. Just the three of us. Uh, let's get the, put in the books back up here. Boom. All right, so that that was that, and then here's I don't think we we went into this uh, quite the detail here, but uh, just want to run through this real quick. They went so far as to uh, put a lineup together, and let's um, let me bring the screen up. I, I you know one of our favorite things is to throw lineups together, right, guys? <laughs> we do we do at the beginning of the season who should bat where and whatnot, and this uh, banner is in the way again. Let me get this out of here. All right, so we don't really have to do anything down here, but let's talk. Um, so I, I went through the lineup and I thought of three guys, four guys maybe that could be in the in the leadoff spot. Uh, and because they put David Wright in there, I I, I took him into consideration. David Wright, Fonzie, um, maybe a Cleon Jones, Keith Hernandez, depending on you know on base percentage and whatnot. And They're believe it or not. David Wright has. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, they're using. We're gonna use their. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. on, on their roster, and uh, believe it or not, uh, I have to double check. Let me check Keith Hernandez real quick. But out of Fonzie and Cleon and David Wright, David Wright had the highest uh, on base um, percentage. Uh, let me see what Keith Hernandez has here. David Wright was at 376 career. Uh, Keith Hernandez 384. Um, but what what do, what do you guys think for for a leadoff guy? Great. I gotta go Reyes. He's the captain. I mean, what can well, you say? But why we're, would wait? We're using their well, hold, hold, roster. Yeah, oh, we're we're, yeah, we're gonna use their roster. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna use uh, their roster. I mean, it's not a bad decision. Uh, I mean, there's about three guys in this lineup probably popping lead off and say it's not a bad decision so, uh, I'd be okay with it um, after after experiencing Terry Collins as a fan for many years I'm okay with just about any lineup but um, you know that <laughs> that'll work <laughs> I, I I put Fonzie first and David Wright behind him see I, I was thinking you know I was thinking and I, again in any which way we do this it, it's a it's a damn good lineup um, but you know, my my thought was, um, I I would like in the in the interest of our you know best hitter nowadays, best hitter is in the two hole. Uh, crank Keith Hernandez in that two hole, 
um, and then maybe move uh, Beltron in right behind Piazza and drop Hojo um, down uh, behind um, uh, Beltron. What do you guys think? I mean, there's no wrong answer here because it's a phenomenal lineup no matter what, yeah. even though Rodriguez will find a way to tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, you're wrong, but here's the thing. <laughs> if you take – Hojo doesn't see doesn't see anything above, above eight. He bats eighth in this lineup, in, in my mind. Uh, I'm starting off with, I'm starting off with uh, Fonzo. I'm coming up behind them with David Wright because I think David Wright's a great hitter to the opposite field. He's got a lot of power. Fonzie's going to get on base. I think his on base percentage was like unbelievable, over three hundred, like three fifty or something. His his was his was around three fifty five. Wright was three seventy six, and Keith Hernandez three eighty four. Yeah, so I would put I would put David Wright I would put David Wright behind him because he has more pop. He can get he can get him doubles, get that guy over the third. He's not that fast. Then if you want to drive people in and you want the guy that's the best hitter that you believe is the best hitter on the team, you you could stick you could stick Hernandez third, okay, and then you bring up Strawman fourth, okay. Then you put uh, Piazza. Actually, I would put instead of Piazza, I would put uh, Cleon Jones, then Piazza. That way, that that way, Piazza has a will have a, if he doesn't come into the first inning. We'll have a guy or two on base that he can drive in because Piazza's and, just going to make solid contact no matter where you go. And Cleon Jones will see more uh, more hittable pitches because Piazza will be, right. be right behind him. And we're just going to, based on Cleon Jones' All Star year and stuff like that. And the fact that he was a great man, but other, yep. I mean, you know, it's not like we're talking about the the greatest hitter of all time either. We're just right. looking at short short seasons for him. Um, and then uh, uh, Belch Beltran is in there right after Piazza, and then. Um, um, Hojo. Okay. All right, Keith. What do you What do you think? Uh, I mean, it's really tricky, but I'm toying with the idea of Beltron leading off. Um, and, and I'll I'll tell you why because Beltron in his Mets tenure did have like a 360 some odd something like that um, on base percentage, and then with Rob Captain in there second. Um, then I think you got to go Piazza third. You want him up there first inning, uh, and th- and then you want that big scary dude coming up fourth. Uh, and that in this lineup is going to be Daryl, because uh, <clears throat> Daryl is an imposing. Even if he's slumping, scary. You don't want to pitch to him. Uh, and then you drop uh, right behind him. You drop somebody like a Nagato, Edgardo Alfonso get some and you kind of restart your lineup again. And then you drop a Keith Hernandez right behind him. Who, who uh, who's gonna move uh, Edgar Alfonso back over again? This is a relentless lineup. God it's damn nasty. it, not one. It's really <laughs> nasty. No matter what you do with it, you're good. Um, great. Yeah, and you know, and then you after uh, Keith Hernandez, uh, Edgar Alfonso, Cleon Jones, uh, and then of course you got the Grom, uh, who hit home runs. I don't know how Tom Seaver was as a batter or Kuzman, but. He wasn't much. <laughs> he wasn't much. No. Yeah, I, know, I remember Kuzman being a better hitter than Tom Seaver. Yeah. Well, the way Rocky, he pitched, it still matter. Right. But yeah. I'm always trying to prove me wrong. Look it up. <laughs> I'm just trying to prove the facts. All right, who, who are we looking at? We, uh, Tom Seaver and Kuzman. Yeah, hitter, hitter wise. But I, I think you could essentially make 
a lineup that resets back into a starting lineup again, right in the middle of this lineup, and just pound the hell out of teams. Wow. And with those pitchers, you're not going to give up many runs. Not no. at all. All right. So Tom Seaver uh, was a lifetime 154 hitter. Um, he did. He did hit. Uh, get out of here. He did have 12. He did have 12 home runs. Tom Seaver? <laughs> 12, 12 home runs. Am I looking at the right thing? 12. What? He had 12 home runs and 86 I mean, RBIs. It's a 20 plus year career. No, oh, I know, but still. I think, I think, yeah, but for a pit, he had three in one year. In, in 1977, he hit 198 with three home runs. So the average is worse. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, right? The rest of it's worse. <laughs> uh, but no, actually, uh, he had another season. 1972, uh, he had three home runs. Okay. In so he hit, 79, he had two. And then the rest were ones mixed years. in. 50% yeah. of his home runs in two years. In two years. I, I was going to... And then who um, who else am I going with? Kuzman. Let me get Kuzman I up mean, here. But just to, but this is something that I'm kind of interested in now. Thinking thinking about it. I know I know the Grom's the best hitter out of them right there. Then you got then you would have Doc. Then you probably have Kuzman and Tom. Hitting like, okay, this this is, this is my life every day now because I work from. Th- thank you for I'm so grateful to be able to work from home. But all I hear all day is this. When I'm at, because people don't mute their mic. Mute your mic when you're typing. And that's <laughs> no. I'm letting out my frustration at everyone work all day. Your damn mic. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, that, that came out of somewhere over there. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> I fuck it. Todd Farachi's typing. Fuck no, it. Don't eat it. That's a nice. life. Our, our new good. life is everything's video. I hang out with my friend's video. Obviously, our video. And at work, people don't mute their mics, and they have children blasting and dogs barking. It's like, not talking, just mute your mic. That's it. So, Farachi, have some ethics. So, uh, sorry. So sorry. All right, <laughs> let me let me get this uh, batting up here. All right, so for – come on, load. It's like scrolling through. Okay, so uh, Kuzmin – yeah, 119. Oof. Wow. Uh, he did crank out two home runs. He cranked them. Oh, look at that. Hit, he did hit 215 one year. He hit 215 one year, um, and that was in 1976. Outside, of, He had a lot of below the interstate. 077, 048, 086. So he really sucked. He was not a good hitter. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a good hitter. Well, no, I, I, but I think... I just you know, Dwight, him being a being a better hitter. Yeah, like, uh, I'm biased, but he's a left. Who? Kuzma. Oh, Kuzma. Yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, it was also a long time ago, so it, it's Very okay if you uh, got him switched up. But I think uh, you know Dwight Doc. I I, I think he he could have pumped out a ton of home runs if he had just stayed the course. Um, but obviously that did not happen, and that yeah, is a good segue. Try. Let's segue that. Let's segue that into um, Dwight Gooden, the boxer. Rodriguez, what's going on with your boy? He signed up to fight this guy, Catfish, an internet star named Catfish. What's his name? Catfish whatever. Catfish, fat guy with a goatee. I I mean, (laughs) 
What is this about, Dwight? How you fallen? I mean, once upon a time, a superstar, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. I mean, catfish Cooley, dude. You're fitting. How catfish Dewey? Catfish. <laughs> I mean, catfish. Catfish Cooley. Catfish Cooley. He has two stupid names. All right. <laughs> oh my on, god. Man. Get a job somewhere being a pitching coach. Coach a coach a. Coach a college, go do make some money off your baseball career. You're fighting guys, internet stars, Doc. Come Cat, on, man. Catfish Colito. So, give you a little background on that. The, who runs those celebrity boxing matches? He he he's on Howard Stern. Uh, I listen to Howard Stern. He's originally getting the Bagel Boss guy and Lenny should have fight. Dwight Gooden was going to be the referee. So, he looks like uh, he that, looks like a that, fat hillbilly the gym. Hillbilly the gym. Hillbilly gym. Hillbilly the gym. I don't know why. That guy's going to box ass. Anyway, <laughs> yes. yeah. This uh, this guy, you know, who who's this promoter? He does this stuff. Uh, he had Doc refereeing the fight between the Bagel Boss guy and Lenny Dykstra. Make this quick because it's such a stupid ass story. But um, <laughs> that's no, why I didn't talk about it. I know all this. I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to go into it, man. It's just yeah, dumb. just a little, I guess a little background for everybody else. So he was in touch with Doc. Doc has struggled. You've seen the 30 Doc. It goes even a little bit beyond that. Uh, Doc has struggled. Daryl has problems. So grateful for him and, and thank you know thankful that he was able to pull it out. But Doc has still struggled, and I think he's still struggling. And I think he needs a little money and desperate times, desperate measures. This is what him is worth. I don't. I mean, I think he could probably find some crazy ass rich Met fan to have to his party for a hundred grand instead of doing stupid crap like this. Yeah. Step with some hillbilly Bob Orton getting your ass kicked. Stop it. Yeah, it's I, sad. I, I, I want to take him off of my screen here. I, I got tired of looking at him. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim's uh, a strange. I son. think no less of you. I love you, Doc. But you so. know, he did say something that was funny to Doc. He said, I'm, "He remember the time that Doc had that fight in Philadelphia?" Oh yeah. The guy, the pitcher threw at him and stuff like that. I forgot what his name was, but he he, he went to Doc and he said, "Doc, I'm no let's say just." Billy Bush or whatever, whatever, whatever came out. Billy Bush. I'm no Billy Bush. And Doc apparently took a swing at him. <laughs> so it's got a kind of funny promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's like a WWE thing, you know, uh, yeah, going it's together. Still, it's, I still, I mean, you know, come on. You're Doc. Doc Gooden. You're, you're, you're royalty among Met fans. You are still to this day. Forever will be. Don't do that nonsense. It's embarrassing for me. Yeah, uh, Dom, Dom is saying uh, if you're gonna say Barry Bonds is a cheater, then you have to leave Beltran off this list. He's also a cheater. Um, this is a mess. Yeah, I don't think that's what we were saying, Dom. I was just trying to make a point to mess with Faraji. That's all yeah. I was doing. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like I mean, I think he is, but um, it wasn't the point we were getting at. He's a cheater now. He wasn't a cheater then. Not that we know of. Not that we know of. Can't prove it, so that, exactly. So yeah, we can't 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 look at nothing there. Yeah, so that that's um that that's where we went with that. Um, so uh, Rodriguez, you bring up <clears throat> we we spoke a little bit about um you know um, extending some guys uh, last week. Uh, one guy that we did not bring up was uh, Marcus Stroman. So yeah, Marcus Stroman, uh, the little guy, little guy on the mound, um, all star. 
he's keeping himself ready, as should everybody. And um, I, I think uh, nowadays, I don't know how it would be back before the social media t- days if this were to happen then. Uh, but nowadays, when this type of a, this type of a thing is going on, you got players that are trying to one up each other in their workouts, right? In their workout videos, staying uh, um, in shape or whatnot. Um, and so you got Strowman throwing to Dom Smith, and then I think yesterday I saw a video of Strowman either Strowman working out with Jose Batista or Batista. Uh, pitching, and he threw like an he was throwing like an 87 mile slider. Is uh, you know I, I wouldn't mind having him as on the mound as, as a teammate. But back to uh, Strowman, is, is he somebody that you would like to see them extend? Like if 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 a discussion had happened today, is he one of the Mets that you would want to extend? Me for sure, Strowman yeah. definitely. He's 28 years old. The kid, he's five eight, throws 92, 93. Okay, he works hard. He works his core. He's dead serious about pitching. Constantly, he's a thinking man's pitcher because he doesn't have the power that a lot of other guys have. So that guy will play off, will play into his thirties. Okay, if he doesn't lose more than four or five miles per hour on his fastball, he'll play into his third, into his mid thirties because he knows how to pitch. He's already coming from a from a base of being a pitcher, not a thrower. Okay, yes. uh, so he's gonna he's gonna be fine. Uh, Twenty years old, he's been he's really been an ace for the last four or five years. When you talk about good pitches in the in Major League Baseball, Stroman's name comes up a lot. You know, uh, he's solid. Twenty eight seems like a total team guy. Um, doesn't get into any trouble. Fun guy on the internet. Throws out his little videos. Hangs out with Dom Smith. I mean, how could you not like the guy? You know, yeah. lives in Florida. You know, he, he seems like a, he seems like a good teammate, a solid pitcher, and a good investment because he takes care of himself. I'm a, I'm all in on that. Um, and th- think about now how um, the rest of the baseball world was like, how stupid are the Mets? The Met, this is such a Mets move to trade for Stroman when you're so far out of the race. And you know, I thought it was great. I, 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 I was I was shocked because I heard all this news about oh they're, they're going to start you know trading pieces away and whatnot. But you know, hindsight twenty twenty, uh, Brody had the the forward thinking to say, you know, everybody thinks that we're just gonna get out of this thing. Well, the season's not not over yet. We still got we have this stretch of games, this next twenty twenty five games against you know average to less uh, to below average teams. We can get right back in this thing. And Strowman mm-hmm. is it's not a it's not a rental. We can keep him for another couple of years. Genius move, I think, um, and and I, I don't I don't see any guy now. I know you know judgment of the the day of, but I don't see any any baseball guy for any of these big sites that can honestly say that that was a bad move. Now you know you know thinking back, like Rodriguez said, um, he's a total team guy. There were all those uh, you know rumors that he had, he was throwing a temper tantrum that he didn't want to go there. <clears throat> um, whether or not that happened, who cares? That was that's that's in you know that's behind closed doors. With. He's done it over with. He he came out. He pitched his butt off that one that game in Colorado where you know the Mets were on the brink, and he pitched his ass off and he gave up one run in Colorado or no run. I'll have to go back and look. And he drove in and he drove in the winning run. So and he's a gold glove fielder. Yep. And 
and Rodriguez, you you know, another point that he made where this guy's coming across as being a pitcher, not a thrower. Do you know how how many times he stands on a rubber or just an elevated or even flat, and all he does is raise his leg and raise his leg because he wants the repetition. And he wants that the, control. He wants to be able right. to stop and throw guys' timing off because when he comes up and he comes like that, you're, you're kind of timing everything as a hitter. You're watching everything that the guy's doing. If he does any kind of tick or any kind of move, it's gonna throw you. It's gonna throw your timing off. It's almost like you tell him you click off. And then you quick pitch the guy. Yeah, La Familia. Yeah, you get a, you get a one and two, and w- when you're th- trying to throw that third strike, you leave your leg up in the air an extra two seconds. There you go. Yeah. How, how much go. trouble did did um, American guys have with Hideo Nomo when he first came up? Exactly. You know, it, 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 the, the weirdness and the whole over the top, turn the back thing. Uh, you remember when we got Nomo, and then they started playing the. Uh, Phil Collins song, Nomo, Nomo. <laughs> Me and George used to go to the game, and every time Nomo came with the pitch, we'd go, Nomo. We were so excited about it, and it was such a failure. But, um, yeah, Stroman, right, because he, he can he can throw different timing uh, at different counts and, the, you know, and just make the batter's head spin. Uh, it's a tool. It's a weapon. It's a pitcher's tool, like Rodriguez was saying. I, I, I love it. I love Stroman. He's a keeper. Keep them on board. I, I don't like, um, I don't like people getting all upset about. Oh, we traded Anthony K, because I liked K too. But you know, the thing is, you can't, um, you you can't hang your hat on somebody who hasn't proven themselves yet. When you're trading that unproven talent for proven talent, take that proven talent. And if that unproven talent pans out, oh well. You know, it's also kind of like the trade we did with um, um, Seattle. We traded that kid. What's his name? The one I liked. Coming at- yeah, and I, I mean, I didn't want to trade him, but hey, we at the time we got a 50, 50 um <laughs> you, look like, you look like the uh the genie from uh Pee Wee Herman. No, it looks like it looks like he got snapped by Thanos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so um that's a good idea. I was actually trying to do that, that blues. <laughs> the green screen. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to set it up too, but um it gets a little washed out because of different colors behind me, so I left it yeah. alone. But, you know, like uh, Kellenek, I didn't want to trade the kid. And the kid might be great, but at the time, it was a no-brainer. You got the, a 50-plus save reliever, and you have a veteran third baseman who can potentially hit 200, as we know, uh, 300. As we know, all this didn't happen the way we wanted yeah. it to. But the trade at the time was a no-brainer. For and sure. we were dumping salary. So, I mean. Yeah, we got rid of, I mean, Jay Bruce is gone. Remember, we also got rid of Jay Bruce and whatnot. And um, I can't remember the other pitcher's name that actually wound up going to either Atlanta or the Nationals. Uh, but, you know, for, for me, with that with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Dave Malicki. Hey, <laughs> shut out. Gets the Yankees. Six nothing. Brilliance. Once. <laughs> um, but, you know, for, for, me for me, it's like. You know, I the Mets have been burned so many times by the what ifs that you know I, I do care about prospects. I do care about look at that beautiful living room, Rodriguez. Can you go play us a tune on that piano? <laughs> um, Sing us a song. Yes, man. yes. Um, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm all for bringing up the kids, and I'm all for 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 doing that kind of stuff, and and worrying about our farm system. But we've been burned. You know, since like you know the days of Pulse, the, the big three, Pulsifer and Paul Wilson and Gen Jason X. Isringhausen, Gen X, and we held on and we held on, and other teams wanted him, and other teams wanted him. 
of course, hindsight 50-50. That, that could have been an amazing um, uh, big three right there. This is great. <clears throat> We've got great attention spans on the show, as you can see. <laughs> this is what happens during uh, COVID-19 lockdown, everybody. <laughs> I, I'm going to make the, wet, the Mets banner wet. There we go. That Wow. Look at that. Yeah, I've got a green. I've got a green screen. I just haven't been using it because I'm just, uh, been lazy about setting it up. Oh, I didn't but, shut it off. You know, it's actual green, you know. Can I, oh, or you could use a blue screen too, Rodriguez. That, that's why it's working better on yours than it is on Keith's. What, what is that? Like the swoop, swoop of the the Dis, the the Disney, the Mickey yeah, behind that's it. That's Mickey's glove, and that's um... okay. <laughs> There we go. All right. <laughs> um, Dom wants to know where we would rate Ray Knight on the list of all-time third baseman. All-time is a little rough. Um, sorry, I'm just jumping in. All-time is a little rough uh, as far as heart, as far as meaning to the franchise. He's up there as far as stats and as far as like uh, straight on-field performance. He's not. I mean, the Mets have had, what, 80-something third baseman? <laughs> I mean, it's Exaggerated, but not really. Uh, but as, as in terms of our hearts, Ray Knight's up there. In terms of stats, uh, I'd be surprised if he cracks top five. He's a baller. He was a baller. I mean, he was, he's all heart. You can say that like, about him. I like that, Rodriguez. Nice Talent-wise, he's like, he's he's. you got David Wright. You got Alfonso. You got Howard Johnson. And and then you could throw in you know, Robert Ventura. You know, if you're looking at talent-wise, then you, then maybe Ray Knight cracks the top five. Maybe I think doesn't. I might be missing a guy. Where but, does Hubie Hubie Brooks go? Uh, Hubie Brooks was a solid ball player. Not he wasn't the star. He wasn't as good as he was with the Mets as as he was with the um with, Expos. Expos uh, with the Mets. He he was a talent. That's why they traded for him. Of course, that's why we got Gary Carter because of Hubie Brooks. He could play he could play shortstop too. He was, you know, but uh he doesn't as far as all talent wise goes, I mean they Ray Knight got us a championship. Love that. Right. He wins our heart. So, so but, maybe uh, maybe five number maybe number five, you know, arguably. So you got uh, uh yeah. Cap Captain Wright, uh Ventura, Fonzie, Ray Knight. Fonzie, I might put Fonzie ahead uh, ahead of Ventura, yeah. Otherwise, uh, because he 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 was great everywhere he hit, second and third he was great. Um, Ventura, his defense was outstanding, and he had some pop. And then uh, maybe Ray Knight. Yeah, uh, I I you know when 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 you're doing these lists, you got so um, these these are the top. Let me. I'll, I'll go through the top ten guys who have played at third base for the Mets, uh, and then we'll kind of get this wrapped up. Uh, Wayne Garrett. Yes, uh, David Wright is number one. Fifteen hundred eighty-six games played. I won't go through the games played. Just know that this is in order of games played at third base. So you got Captain David Wright number one. Hojo is two. Wayne Garrett number three. Uh, Hubie Brooks number four by one game over uh, Fonzie. Uh, then is Robin Ventura at six, Ed Charles at seven, Dave Magadan at eight. Um, 
you know, for, he, he, was just, he started off at he started yeah. off first base because he replaced um, Hernandez. No, he replaced. Uh, he came in two after Hernandez. Uh, what was Jeffrey, his name? Uh, who? Greg Jeffrey. Rico Bronia. No, no, no. Neither I one of those. Thirty replaced Rico Bronia. No. No, it was. Um, what was the guy's name? He he. We they traded him to Dodgers. Um, I, I I gotta look this up because it's gonna drive me um, drive me insane. He he was only met for a very short Mark time. Marshall? Who? Mike Marshall. Mike Marshall. Thank you. And he got traded to the Dodgers. Uh, and it was because I, I, you know, weirdest things just stick in your brain. Uh, Magadan got a chance to start. Um, he, um, uh, what's his name, was struggling. Magadan had a chance to start one day in Chicago, and he went four for four with six RBIs, and he stole the starting job away, and they traded Marshall away. Um, but I, you know, you, I remember him more as a first baseman, and um, so he, he's number eight. Oh boy, Ty Wigginton, number nine. Uh, and Lenny Randall, number ten. So Ray Knight, Ray Knight's eleventh all time games played uh, as a Met. Now that doesn't mean that he's eleventh all time as a Met. That just means that um, you know Ty Wigginton during our days of sucking, uh, he just he <laughs> he was one of our bad baseball players. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when Mike Piazza played a bunch of first games at first base? Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. I don't. I don't remember. It's, that was terrible. It's like the flashy thingy that uh, Men in Black. Wow. So no, yeah, I, I am Todd Frazier's right behind uh, Charlie Smith and Bob Bobby Bo. Todd you know, Bobby Bo. Look at some of these other names. Greg Jeffries played 125 games there. Flores 128. Uh, Jim Fergosi. You ruined our franchise. Ruined our lives. Jeez, he played a, and all for 103 games, Rodriguez. Wow. That trade for 103 games worth of him at third base. Wow. Uh, Jeff Kent, <laughs> uh, 102 games. Reyes played 100 games there. So, uh, you know, Matt Franco. Well, we want more games if Fugosi played for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How's that possible? Butch Husky, third baseman, baby. <laughs> Gold glove. He couldn't waddle out to the outfield anymore. Jeez. Todd Zeal. Um, Tom O'Malley played third base. Didn't he play mostly outfield? Remember that guy? As Jubal Cabrera, your favorite. Uh, Lenny Harris, TJ Rivera. Jeez, we've, we've had. I put him in the top 10 of uh, uh, Mets third baseman as Jubal. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I could see that. Uh, there's been 172 third baseman for the Mets. We got to be number one in that, maybe. We gotta be number one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are. Uh, gotta do it. Want, but hey, let's do it. Hey, you know, records are records. You know, uh, Mackie Sasser played two games at third base. Wow, <laughs> I played a game at third base. Hey, maybe I played maybe a I played a game there. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we should put your name up here. 173. <laughs> uh, but I, Mackie Sasser maybe he threw better from third Joe, base than he did. Joe Torrey played 87 games. Yep. Joe Torrey. Yeah. Gary Carter played two games at third base. Damien Easley, Miguel Cairo. Remember these names? Yes. Sandy Alomar. Yes. Three games over there. Julio Franco, five games. Al Weiss, five games. 
douchebag Echeverria, Echa Diarrhea, played five games over there. I can't believe he was Anthony on. Wrecker. Anthony oh Wrecker. Anthony Wrecker. I said the one game. <laughs> that dude um, was built, man. He was a beast. Yeah, but he just couldn't hit the ball. If he could connect, he like he had some big, some uh, monstrous home runs when he when he laid into one accidentally. I mean, he had a grand slam in, in against the Angels uh, one year to win a game. <laughs> Carlos Baerga played uh, six games for the Mets. That's Melvin the worst Mora trade ever. That's the worst trade. Steroid man, Melvin Mora. Remember how well he played with the Orioles? Oh yeah, super superhero. So did Brady Anderson. He had fifty-seven home runs one year. Yeah, and then next year, seventeen. <laughs> Hey, he, he he did it one year, and one then year. you know, Travis Darno also played a game at third base. Says Cornet, yeah. thank you, Cornet joins us. Thank Cornet. Jeez, all right, well, one hundred and well, you're, you're, we're gonna put in a little asterisk next to your name, Rodriguez, and put you as one seventy three. And um, I'm all for it, bro. I got proof. I'll show you yeah. a picture. <laughs> Who is um here? Let, 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 let's do one little mini trivia question. Uh, who was the starting third baseman at the start of the season? Keith, you can't look. Put your phone down. Put it away. I see. <laughs> What's that? Hands up, baby. Hands up. Um, Tom O'Malley played thirty-eight games at third base in nineteen ninety. What the hell is happened that the now? Question? No, that's not the question. All right, uh, random year here. Who started the year out for the New York Mets at third base uh, in 1985? Look at Keith. He's, <laughs> he's... Who started in 1985? Let, let's, uh, do it. let's do it this I'm, way. I who? Who? who, who... Who who played the most games at third base in 1985? That's easy. So of course you're looking at the answer. <laughs> well, no, I know it anyway. Think about it. <laughs> who was it then? Hojo. It was Hojo. He played 113 games, where he night 73, and then the next year they flip flopped. Uh, one well, 132 for Ray Knight, 45 for Hojo. Well, we did that trade, I think, for Hojo, right? Was it with the Tigers, Tigers. Uh, in 84, mid-season, 85 mid-season, something like that? I don't know the whole history of that. three roids for Hojo. Oh, he was roids. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. 30-30 club, baby. Switch hitter. Oh, couldn't oh, hit God. really. <clears throat> couldn't really hit from the, the right side as much. Um, all right. This is what we're going to leave off with. I want I want to see... Uh, his splits as a um, as a righty versus lefty. Am I typing too hard for you, Laris? It is. It's pissing me off. Uh, Tim says, "There's no way MLB is getting 162 games in this year. Do you think this year's World Series winner gets an asterisk, depending on how many games they actually play?" Nah. Yeah, I, I think in any shortened season. Uh, like 94, um, the strike, and uh, this year, I think you have to put an asterisk in there just because, you know, a full season w- just wasn't played. Screw the asterisk. You win, you win. If you play if you play 90 games, you're the better team, and you make it through the playoffs, you win. Well, the asterisk would only be because it's a shortened season, not because that you're a yeah, bad Yeah, not because it's – yeah. 
So, asterisk you know, on the season, not asterisk on the tra- championship. Yeah, I mean, you win, you win, you get lucky, you get on a roll. You know, why not? Sure. But look at the Nationals. Luck. I think 100, uh, 80 to 100 games is a fair amount of games to play. Then you can really decide who's a champion. A 50-game season, and then you got a you crown a champion, that's kind of that's kind of bogus. But 180 to 100 game season, if you can get that in, you can crown a champion and people will be like, yeah, that's solid. That's okay. I'll buy that for a buck. Sure, why not? 50 cents. <laughs> I uh I can't find righty versus lefty. Keith, maybe we'll talk three, about it. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk it. Uh, three, third side ground for De, for Degrom this year. It says James Harrison. Maybe. James said it. What do you think? I don't it. see why not. I don't see why not. Why not? He's 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 a consummate professional. He does his thing. He'll have his hiccup every now and then. Gave up like eight runs in one game to the Reds or the or the uh, whoever Indians, whoever it was. Uh, twins. It was the Twins uh, on that rainy night last year, and then he shut the shit down throughout the rest of the year. He had he. It was Ryu and Degrom, and it just kept on. Well, yeah, to the top, Ryu, Ryu, exactly. Ryu, he couldn't keep up. He couldn't keep up. Shoot, Ryu. No. Quick, W money, hundred bucks. Rodriguez, Cespedes, does he play this year? Yep. Frachi. Yes. I say no. Whether that's one game or eighty, I think right. he does he I play? Think, I, I, I mean, I think I think this can only help, right? It can only help him. It can only I help Conforto. Conforto had the 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 uh, uh, oblique thing. Um, I don't know if it could help Lowry or not because. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's no help for that dude. I mean, I he's just a, sorry, he's a walking Kate. band-aid. Yeah, everything's um, broken on that guy. But I don't see why you know, Cespedes. Um, I mean, he he was gonna play if it wasn't a you know unless he either gets the virus or we don't play at all. I, now, I, I it think, puts, uh, now it really puts the Mets on the hook because if opening day is in June or July, and he makes it, it was easy for him. Yeah, they yeah. had a chance to save some money on April first. <laughs> you know? Oh, so what? what so I. Think about and it. And they're gonna have to they're gonna have to uh you know prorate all the, the different bonus types with everybody, but especially him, because he, he was gonna get kicked up to another other another notch if he had six hundred plate appearances. So now, you know, if you play a half a season, now it's three hundred plate appearances. And he ain't playing him every day. He he's not gonna get that bonus. For for sure. He, he ain't getting that bonus. Um you don't think so? No, because I, I in a shortened season, uh, the the way the day off structures would work, they would have to give him day, day multiple days off, um, a week sometimes, uh, just to be able to hammer out the season. If it, you know if that Phoenix thing happens, there's no way even young guys like um, Alonzo and 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 these guys won't be able to play, you know, x amount of games in a row in 110 degree heat. So, let alone the 36 year old guy who just coming off two heel surgeries. Cano? <laughs> oh boy, Cano's gonna be out there with a with a cane. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think um, I think oh. Cano's gonna have a, a nice year. We should have a DH this year, both leagues. If oh, we're gonna that, make those, you know, make what? those changes. That's not bad. I'll go with that. Surprise, huh, Karachi? 
Uh, I, well, no, because you 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 want you want the you're okay with the DH in the in the National League because I'm okay um, with it now. Yeah, um, but you know if if we go to an expanded roster, so we were going to be at 26 now. So if in that scenario we go to you know 35, then every every team has a chance to have a DH. I think at that point. Well, we'll see. We got next week. We can we can talk all about the DH. And if you're watching now, later, or sometime during the week, tune in. Call. Oh, we didn't give out the number tonight, did we? No, I th- I think though maybe ne- next week we should start doing a little bit of call in stuff. Um, we should. I, we should. I I put out um put out the uh, uh I I messaged a couple of guys on Twitter to try and get them on the show. We'll see if they uh, take us up on the challenge. It's not like they have other things to do, right? Um, not current players, but uh, guys that can talk to us about the New York Metropolitans. Uh, but I think that's it for this week. Uh, you see, we've always got stuff to talk about. Rodriguez will tell me that I'm wrong. I'll still can talk about it anyway. Keith will you know, tell me that I'm wrong. They, they both usually tell me that I'm wrong, um, but I know better. Uh, no, that's wrong. I usually tell and, you you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so wrong, even when you're right, <laughs> I guess. Um, anybody have any departing words, Keith? Stay home, stay healthy, take care of your family, take this serious. Um, let's go, Mets. And the longer you stay inside, the longer you isolate, the quicker baseball comes back. Amen. Rodriguez, so what are you supposed to do CDC, help us. And you people stay home. Stop going out and drinking and hanging out. Come oh, on. Real I want baseball back. I want to see my game. I want the curve to go down. I want people to live. Uh, let go Mets. Behave yourselves. See you next week. Speaking of CDC, did you hear what their recommended recommendation is for jokes? Only inside jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't have the I didn't have the soundboard up. I'm sorry. All right. So for me, closing words, uh, usually about the site, cinesportstalk.com. Uh, not a lot of uh, reviews, obviously, happening now. Um, uh, but we do have our uh, March Madness, which turned into the April Madness um, tournament between actors and actresses. Uh, going up, uh, we're in a break today. Tomorrow is the Elite Eight getting started. Are you taking your temperature? Are you okay? Normal? Yep. We got a live COVID <laughs> test on the uh, live on here. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of matchups that happen uh, Monday and Tuesday. It was a Sweet 16 moving into the Elite Eight as of tomorrow. So make sure you get the votes in at cinesportstalk.com. Uh, shows are still going on. Actually, more and more shows, uh, Fast and Furious stuff. So we got some shooting the shits on there. Uh, we got a couple wrestling shows. WrestleMania was just the other day. We recapped that yesterday. Uh, WrestleMania with nobody in the stands. It was weird. It was weird and wacky. And two of the matches they actually recorded. You know, off. You know, the Undertaker fought. I uh, can't remember his name right now. Uh, but in a boneyard match, and it was like a scene out of The Walking Dead. If you guys got a chance to even just look at it online, it was like I would have recorded a fake audience, right? Just to give them guys something to play off of. You know, somebody can always make cheers and make booze. You know, something. I did. I did say they should have filtered in audience noise because, like, deal. Kind of like the Braves do. Oh, or the Seahawks actually used to. I was at a Braves game, 
And when you're walking inside to buy a pretzel, the crowd is loud as hell. And when you walk outside, they're all like this. <laughs> no, I'm well, so serious. Hey. No, hey, no. Hey. I, I, and Seattle got in trouble for that. The, the Seahawks did. Wow. All right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, look out on all the site stuff for um, different announcements coming up for different shows. We're going to do a recap show on Saturday of this week in the tournament, uh, both the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. And then uh, finals will be next week. Uh, by the way, Denzel crushed Brad Pitt yesterday. He just crushed him. All right, that'll do it for us this week. We will talk to you guys next week right here on the Put It in the Book show. Later. Later.